0: This is Unfilter, episode 173 for January 27th,
1: 2016.
2: Michigan boiling over. Protesters fighting for the governor to step down as more families file suit in the wake of the city's water crisis.
3: Kelly Wright is here live with the new developments. Kelly good morning.
4: Leah good morning to you as well and Heather. Governor Rick Snyder is expected to discuss the Flint water crisis in his State of the State address today. Meanwhile Flint residents are filing a class-action lawsuit.
5: This our very last episode before the Iowa caucuses. This is Unfiltered, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news you shouldn't be watching. My name is Tri- uh, Chase, not Chris. Not Chris. But no. Happy belated birthday, Mr. Chris. <laughs> hey, buddy!
0: Happy belated birthday to you too. Yeah, thank, uh, Look there, at us here. Bell. Get your bell yeah, over there. You, bell. There, there, we there we go. There we go. Yeah, it is yeah. getting to be election season too. Yes. So people forget about our birthdays. Because, oh. you know, Hillary's saying stuff, Bernie's saying stuff. Well, I, I did get a call from Bill. Oh, you did? He, he did call me
5: up. Oh, and that's he nice. Said, you, know, uh, you know, you're having a good birthday. Uh, he was able to,
0: to send some drinks my way. It was oh, a great that's time. Nice. That's very nice. I'm glad you guys are still in touch. We are. You we know, are. Uh, I I am really sort of set back by just how much crap is going on in the world this week. Oh, my gosh. And when we had to sort of break down and try to figure out what to cover and what not to cover, it was a really hard choice to make. We're going to go through some cyber news off the top like we often do. We like the cyber Obviously, you know, I just got done driving through Oregon. Obviously, the Oregon standoff. So, I was going to ask yeah. you, yeah. were you able to yeah, detour just, through well, Burns? Well, you know, I, I set up this community event that I invited Bundy to come out and speak at on his way out. Actually, he was on his way, I heard. He was on his his way. way. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Also, the situation
5: in Flint is horrible. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, first, obviously, the big auto crisis knocked out so many jobs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And, you know, Michael Moore. Yeah, Michael Moore. Ronald (laughs) Ronald McDonald uh, was out there. (laughs) You know, (laughs) He was out there. Yeah, Ronald
0: McDonald's out there. And this this is— I mean,
5: not not laughing at all in this part. I mean— well, well I city am kind of laughing living, at Ronald. And, well, but, yeah, yeah, laughing at that part. But just so sad yeah. that this community has just had some terrible luck.
0: We're going to get into this. obviously. Oh, uh, and then uh, guess what? Uh, I know uh, you don't like to admit it. I don't like to admit I'm it. I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. But it is oh, actually 2016. is 2016. It is it, 2016. is. it is actually 2016. It doesn't matter what you say.
6: no, 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 no.
5: Hey. Well, you did hear also, by the way, that he, you know, he's, he's happy not to be running for that third yeah, term. Yeah,
0: yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but so now we actually got to talk about some of the stuff that's coming up in 2016, some of the elections. So we are going to spend sort of a little bit of the front of the show kind of heavy on domestic issues. Then after we get through the domestic issues, we're going to uh, we're gonna spend out to our, t- our bread and butters, the terrorism and all the crazy stuff around the world. Fear. We are going to cover something that might be one of the most important stories we've covered in a long time on the show today. And it's something that's not getting any coverage in mainstream media. Media, and I don't really know of a lot of other alternative media that's covering it yet either, although they're going to start uh, very quickly. Uh, then there's been some interesting developments for Putin, personally – and then uh, when all comes to an end on the Unfilter show, we're going to talk a little about those oil prices, which are going oh. crazy, and they're again not getting so. a lot
5: of not getting a lot of coverage. I mean, they're not so. And the good news is you're saving money on your air travel. Wait, <laughs> no, you're not.
0: I am saving travel uh, on my uh, on my RV travel. However, I which bet, is yeah, man. Yeah. well, you drive a diesel, right? No, I got a gas. You, you got I a ended, gas. I, okay. I, trust yeah. me, the price difference was so significant. That I I I went gas, but. Uh, Diesel's also coming down It's cheaper than regular Unleaded in in some places It's crazy All right, Chase So let's start with our cyber section I love the cyber And uh, this story is what you do When you want to keep people real scared about cyber And you want to use the buzz of the Super Bowl To get people watching But you got absolutely nothing to work with Normally what you do like in podcasting Is well you just pick a different topic Move on But in the mainstream media You whip together something that scares everybody Even when it's totally baseless
3: Breaking now, security officials taking a closer look at whether or not recent attacks on fiber optic systems in California could be connected to a more complex plot. Concerns that the upcoming Super Bowl could potentially be the target. The FBI revealing that fiber optic cables in the Bay Area were deliberately severed between 2014 and 2015.
0: Okay, so this is breaking news. Breaking news. You, what's it say right there on the lower third top right there, Chase? Uh, it says breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so in 2014, yeah. fiber optic cables in L.A. And, got cut.
5: And, and actually, this has been happening all over the state of California. You yeah. know, this has been meticulous. This has been legitimate. Yep. This is big yeah. deal.
0: And, uh, you know not necessarily breaking news. Right. <laughs> not, not, not breaking news at all and really not totally re- not really related to the Super Bowl at all. While
3: well, there's no specific threat to the big game, the FBI is preparing for the threat of drones and potential game day attacks in crowded spaces just outside the stadium in Santa Clara, California. Joining us now, Morgan Wright, cybersecurity analyst and a senior fellow at the Center for Digital Democracy. Let's talk about the cyber optic thing first.
0: Cyber optic. So we're going to talk about the cyber optic thing. I like this. Fiber optic and cyber uh, cyber optic. Hey, chat room, there might be a title in there. Cyber optic attack.
5: (laughs) Yeah, but here's I mean. Fox
0: isn't doing the Super Bowl, so I
5: don't see that angle. Is this just your government classic propaganda being pushed out on us?
0: This fear. this is our, their demo is is extremely scared of technology, right? And they can use the they even though they don't get to run the Super Bowl, they can still use the Super Bowl for hype to get people's attention. Right? Oh, a cyber attack! You know, I've been hearing a lot about All cyber these uh, hackers, drone attacks too, drones and cyber hackers, yeah. and the Super yeah. Bowl's coming up. Right. And then so as you can see, there's no direct threat. There's really even no connection between the fiber cuts and the Super Bowl. Although fiber cuts are super inconvenient
3: attacks since 2014 and basically what that would do is disable phones and computers how significant is this
7: Look, we've kind of buried the lead. Have there been any arrests in that? No, not that we've heard of. No. So, yeah, I, I tell you, it's going to Heather. This is going to impact public safety.
0: Nine hundred and eleven. Where these fiber cuts happened. Par- this is going to now. Nothing's happened. There's been no threat. Nothing linked to the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. yet now we're sort of procrastinating. Well, you know, here.
5: but here's the thing, Chris. You know, honestly, because of these things that have happened, and now we have the Super Bowl coming up, I think we actually need to escalate it. Yeah, got- I I think we need to get more money. Yeah. Into this, we need yeah. to actually station our arms around this. We got to get. Our- <laughs> Part of the impact
7: was people couldn't make these calls. They couldn't get to 911. <gasps> if their cell phones didn't work. No, not just. And then there's business affected. So, yeah, this is I was a senior law enforcement advisor for the 2012 Republican National Convention, another national special security event. These are the types of scenarios, Heather, that just don't keep people awake at night. They give them nightmares.
0: No kidding. Well- Man, I love that. I love that. You know, this really. So uh, uh, the, the uh, government douchebag slang, uh, Mike Rogers used to say, say it all the time. Um, uh, What's-her-face, your good friend, uh, Diane Feinstein. My good friend. Yeah. Says it all the time. Uh, Comey um, says it all the time. You know what really keeps me up at night? The fear of ISIS really keeps me up at night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, ISIL, uh, by Napolitano the way. used to say it all the time. Um, it is one of the biggest bureaucrat douchebag sayings this really keeps me up at night it's another way of saying I worry so much about this that I lose sleep over this because I'm thinking about it constantly and it's also playing on this really horrible cultural aspect we have in America where we sort of like exalt the person who sacrifices their personal health to work so hard at something like that person is like something we should all admire because they're working so hard they're damaging their health like <laughs> and and we as a culture we think these people are incredible and we wish we were like them so then by invoking this keeps me up at night. You're invoking this, I worry about this so much, and I sacrifice my health and sleep for this. It's like it's invoking this heroistic, like, overseer. Right, yeah. It makes me sick. And so when this guy is now, these D-bags on these pundit shows are saying this crap, it's so hollow now. The saying should be— stricken from everyone no one is allowed to say it anymore and if they are they're immediately a d-bag types of scenarios to heather that just don't keep
7: people awake at night they give them nightmares
3: no kidding well uh, fbi offering two hundred and fifty thousand dollars right uh, for the uh, arrest and conviction of anybody who is tied to this so obviously they are taking this quite seriously how difficult or how easy is it to even access these cables
7: uh, it, it takes a little bit of insider knowledge, I think, and that doesn't mean you had to work inside one of these companies. But um, a couple months ago uh, with Jenna Lee, we talked about these Internet exchange points, about undersea cables that were coming in, and were they vulnerable? Well, three of those big connection points are in the Bay Area. So you've got lots of people supporting telecommunications, cellular communications, you know, fiber to the home. Uh, I got
5: a little bacon wait. for you. I smell it. Uh, yeah, that's coming from uh, you know one of the... Beautiful local dairies out here near Arlington, Washington. So, tell yeah.
0: us, yeah. Chris, what's your bacon? So, Chase, I, uh, I'm i not saying this is actually what happened. I'm just literally throwing this out there as a thought bubble experiment this is for us to mull over using our various thought technologies. Uh, what if these fiber cuts are being done by NSA contractors so that way, once the repair goes in, the NSA has an opportunity to install prism-type taps, Ooh, so perhaps these cuts are being done in order to create the re- the repair work that provides the opportunity to install surveillance. Now, nah, let me spend this a little bit more. All right, go for it.
5: You know, obviously, in you know, state of California, a lot of these telecommunication companies are ran by employee unions. Uh, you know, right now, uh, they're making big shifts away uh, from copper and fiber, and they're trying to go more cellular. A lot of people are losing their jobs. Uh, unions are not happy about this. What if uh, these cuts are done by an inside person just to generate more work for those fellow employees, not necessarily for the government? Ooh, I like that one too. Oh, that's some
0: good bacon I know. today. It's good Either bacon. one would be fascinating. Yes. All
5: right, I'm just going to finish up. They Know quick. about these things,
7: so the information is probably easily, you know, obtainable if you go looking for it. Their challenge is going to be Heather is finding out which one of these thousand rooms in this hotel is the one room that they're going to come in through. That that's very hard to defend.
3: Well, and that's exactly why they could be concerned about some dry run of sorts, uh, which right. would be, certainly be a disaster for. So we're
0: now trying to tie it back into the Super Bowl.
3: Uh, emergency response at the Super Bowl. Uh, I want to ask you about this because there's another so topic. Uh, that we right. are interested in, and that is just the physical security of people who are attending the game. Oh, boy. Uh, this memo oh, boy. that we're talking about was allegedly. Um,
5: I really worry about this. I, I wish it, I wish they weren't even going. This is such a serious issue. Which you just showed on TV. Uh,
3: put out by the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI. We are still, in fact, working to try to uh, try to determine that this is in fact authentic and a very real right. uh, concern of theirs. But nevertheless, that is. Um, we're still trying to
0: make. Sh- we're still trying to figure that out.
3: Um, bombs could potentially go off. Su- homicide bombers, homicide bombers (laughs) outside the gates, not inside the stadium, but on the outside. Talk to us about that.
7: Ah, uh, Paris is the playbook. I mean, I, I was at a terrorism conference in Atlanta 24 hours before the Paris
0: attacks happened. Speaking with the U.S. attorney, you know what they should do Chase. They should also ask the possibility of a meteorite strike. I mean, <laughs> it, right? We're gonna like. Oh, uh, what about Uber and Lyft? Because we, you know a lot of people are gonna you know, want to rideshare. You know, what if somebody put some really funky laundry in a, in a washing machine and it got uh, sentient and it comes into what if, the Super
5: Bowl? Now, Chris, I know you're not a big sports ball guy, uh-huh. but last weekend during the New England Patriots game versus Denver, yeah. The surface pros that they use on the I sidelines. I heard a little bit about this, uh, like they
0: went down because well, the network it, was down The or
5: network something. went down. Yeah. So what but if... then did they say something on air about it? Uh, well, they didn't talk about it during the game because they didn't realize that this was after the, after the fact. Okay. Uh, but what if that happens? What if that happens during the game? That could be tied to terrorism, Chris. Yeah, oh man. That Cy- keeps me up at night. Cyber. You know, it keeps me up.
0: You know what keeps me up at night is uh, the fact that uh, we care so much about uh, that football game. But anyways, I know a lot of people <laughs> a,
5: Well, actually, the commercials. Yeah. yeah.
0: Commercials. All right, so I guess you don't want to ruin the opportunity for the commercials to play. If the if Super Bowl was bombed, you, uh, you would have to then probably cancel the commercials, and that would not yeah, be good. So I was driving through Oregon, thinking about uh, Actually, has, it's funny, because as we're driving through Oregon on our way home Dude, check this out. In, in one day, made it from California to to California? Pasadena. We left Pasadena. To La Connor in one day we left Pasadena how, how, let, Wait, me Bart, let me explain let mm. me Let me explain we left Pasadena okay. we got to Northern California yeah we camp Oh we wake up at 4 a.m okay well drive uh, till about 1 a.m yeah sleep for a little bit and then drive until the late afternoon see okay that yeah. I'm I you just well, yeah, you can do that if you actually sleep. I'm talking yeah. about staying awake. You know, I just when you're when you're driving something that big, it's not safe. It's not. Oh safe. no, no, yeah. totally not. You know, but so we we're going through Oregon, and I was explaining to Hadia the whole uh, the whole wildlife refugee standoff situation there, and kind of get into the whole Bundy and uh, situation. Why I thought it was so weird the the Bundys had come out there, and uh, then today, you know, sort of putting it all together, I look at sort of the story arc we have here, and it's kind of come to a pretty uh, slamming conclusion. Well. At least part of the story has come to a slamming conclusion Over the weekend and in recent days
8: Now to a Fox News alert A bloody end to the Oregon Wildlife Refuge Standoff, one rancher killed In a police shootout while group leader Amon Bundy is among several arrested. Patricia Stark here with the breaking details. Patricia, good morning to you. Good morning, Abby. That's right. This all went down during a traffic stop on a highway north of that refuge. Ammon, his brother Ryan and three others were heading to a community meeting. They were stopped by Oregon State Police, though it's not clear why. Moments later, a shootout began. Group spokesman Lavoie Finicum was killed. Ammon and his group were arrested. The other three arrests happened in separate incidents. All eight face a federal felony conspiracy charge. Ammon's father, Cliven Bundy, spoke with Ammon's wife after the arrest.
1: Ammon, uh, from the back of the police car, uh, called her and told her that uh, they had been arrested, that my son, uh, Ryan, had been shot in the arm, and that LaVoy Finnegan was uh, murdered, a cold-blooded murder.
9: They shot him uh, with his hands up and just literally murdered him.
8: The armed occupation began 26 days ago to protest federal land policy. Tension has been growing ever since, with many in the community demanding the group leave. It's not clear how many people are still at the refuge. Now, the FBI will hold a news conference later this morning. Heather.
2: It just dark live for us. I think that's around 10.30 a.m. We'll
0: be listening so, in. So I watched a uh, few interviews with some eyewitnesses, and they say that the guy that was shot and killed, yeah, uh, he was walking with his hands up, you know, sort of. He was following police instructions. He was like, why don't you just kill me now? You let us go. See, let us go talk to the sheriff or just kill me now. Let me go talk to the sheriff or kill me now. And then they shot him. And then they walked over to him and shot him three more times. Whoa. Yeah. That's what the eyewitnesses say.
5: Well... By the way, Eamon Bundy, I don't know, breaking news. I don't know if you heard. I was hearing hmm. this on the way well, to well, right, well, wait, hold on,
0: Chase. You wait. got breaking news? <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> Fox News alert. I was hearing this. Oh, breaking news. oh, we're going to Wolf on this. I just
0: figured we'd do a little both. Yeah, yeah all right.
5: Yeah. Uh, heard on the radio on the way up here that Eamon Bundy is telling all the
0: followers up in Burns, Hey, get out. Get out. Leave. So they've been live streaming. And I don't – you know, this whole thing has always felt really weird to me. The timing when Obama's executive gun action was going down. Uh, there's also some major things that are happening uh, legislation-wise that we're going to cover in the show that that they definitely want a distraction from. I don't know what to make of this, but this was pulled off of their live stream. So you know the people who are remaining are live streaming. Right. And uh, this was caught during their 24-hour live stream. Where somebody walks into the frame of the camera, and I'm gonna, it's kind of hard to pick up, and you know it could mean anything. Okay. Somebody walks into the frame of the live stream camera and says, "Hey, I need you guys to sign some talent release forms." Whoa! What? And then the, the one of the guys says, "Wait, wait, wait!" And he jumps, and the guy literally jumps up and kills the live stream. So I'll just play it for you. and tell me, and then we'll talk about what you think. Okay. It means. okay. <laughs> hey guys, Can
10: I
1: get you guys to sign talent releases. Say, Say what? Talent releases?
6: Are you sure you guys signed talent releases?
0: What does that mean? And it just means that you're it. It <laughs> kills the stream. Uh, so, there's a lot of things that could be, right?
5: Yeah, you know what? Here's exactly what I think it is. Maybe A and E's up there, Discovery's up there, someone up there is doing a documentary. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting that in air quotes mm-hmm. about the Or they this situation. themselves
0: could be recording it.
5: Right. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. That is standard operating procedure.
0: Um uh, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Could so, totally
5: be that. Uh, I I bet you that's exactly what it is.
0: I hope so. This whole this whole thing though what I has think. always felt something has not felt right about it to me, right. and I can't put my finger on it. I don't know exactly the, the way the Bundy showed up, the way the, the way that the, the, the way that the federal government uncharacteristically responded very calmly. Right. Uh, like, all of the things that just don't normally happen happened in this case. Oh, and then, yeah. like, they waited for him to be going to a community event that they knew he'd be going to. And then a traffic stop happens and somebody winds up dead. Right. And then and then Bundy releases a statement saying, all right, stop, go, go home. When they've released a statement saying they wouldn't go home until their demands were met. Mm. The whole thing seems really strange to me whole thing seems very strange.
5: Yeah, I I yeah, that's, I think it, like I said I think it's in a documentary
0: or, yeah, or somebody's doing is. going on. Yeah. All right, Mr. Chase. So, yeah. uh we'll keep following that Oregon story. I think it's very, I think it's very fascinating, but I want to I want to talk a little bit about uh, Flint. This King. is yeah, really this is really something.
5: As I drink water, which is, you know, ironic, but yeah, yeah. Just so sad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the BBC uh will sort of bring us up to date on why this is actually really a big story. And this story's been developing uh, uh, very rapidly, so what I've done is I've gotten slices over the past couple of weeks of clips from this story. Uh, In full disclosure, this clip is probably going to get pulled off YouTube, I will say right now, before it does. I think that's bullshit. This is fair use of this clip. Just because the BBC has a verified account and put this video on their account doesn't mean I shouldn't be allowed to play it on my YouTube channel. So I'm going to play it anyways, even though it means thousands of people may not be able to watch this video. I'm going to play it anyways because it is our right to play these videos. That's my standard disclaimer.
11: The birthplace of General Motors. Flint, Michigan is now a symbol of industrial decline with high poverty and crime rates. And now a new danger it's water. Melissa Mays, once a healthy mother of three, blames her family's recent health problems on the city's water.
6: It was in the fall of 2014, we started to lose our hair, all five of us, and we started developing rashes on our arms and our face, and it wouldn't go away, and it hurt. So, you know, we'd ask questions, and they'd tell us, oh, the water's just a little harder. It's fine. Hey, guys, I want you to come in here and get some water.
11: But it was far from fine. Her children's blood tests revealed high exposure to lead. So how did Flint's water supply become contaminated?
0: All right, we'll stop there. Uh... I want to just pause for a moment and talk about uh, sort of the other insidious thing here is there's a lot of evidence that the local government was very aware of the situation. Oh, absolutely. For a while. Yes. Uh, All right. So uh, a little more background on how it started.
11: To save money, the city stopped pumping water from Detroit and started pumping it from this, the Flint River. The problem is it's a lot more corrosive, damaging Flint's aging pipes and leaching lead into its water supply. The state didn't acknowledge there was lead in the water until September, a year and a half after the switch. And they didn't ask for government help until last week. President Obama has now declared a state of emergency.
0: So as you can imagine, uh, the public is pretty damn pissed off. And uh, here's a timeline from MSNBC to give and you some more background. We see these background.
12: pictures of these kids getting their blood tested. We hear the rifts that Tony is there talking about. Sometimes it's easy to forget. This has been going on for two years. I've sort of picked seven salient moments along this timeline for our viewers. This all started April 25th of 2014. That was when the city of Flint changed its water source. Three months later, October 1st, 2014, a plant, a GM plant, decides that the water is corroding its engine parts. They say they're not going to use it. Three months after that, April, excuse me, sorry, January uh, 13th of 2015, this is a key date. This is when there was a change in the emergency management structure. Darnell Early leaves the city of Flint, becomes the head of the Detroit public schools. A lot of people are going to be looking at this date in their investigation. Three months after that, we have a council vice president. Council vice president Davis attacks the governor on his Facebook page, calls it, genocide. Another major moment. That's when we had a lot of national attention come down on the city of Flint. Five months after that, September 29th, that's when Governor Snyder gives a press conference. He calls it a, quote, serious issue. He promises public action steps. Three months later, December of 2015, you have this poster letting parents know it's safe to bathe your kids in the
0: So, uh, hey, Flint, it's safe to wash. Uh, and it's got, uh, for those of you listening, two babies in a bathtub with bubbles bubbling up. And in those bubbles it says, leaden bathwater will not soak into your skin fast or at high levels. Unfiltered warm tap water is okay for showers and baths for you and your kids. Just don't let the kids drink bathwater when they play in the tub. Yuck. Oh, my gosh. That was made and then passed around to the, uh, to the public. Wow. By the government.
12: Believe it or not, that was three months after the governor admitted that there was a serious problem. And then just a month after that, after that poster is released, President Obama declares a national emergency in Flint. Jose, that's when he freed up $5 million of immediate aid to the city.
13: Hey,
0: YouTube fans. All right, so now that's your timeline from MSNBC. Wow. Now, of course, this, this next problem is, well, guess what? The governor is under a lot of scrutiny. Uh, he asks that uh, you know, the public trust him. They say, no, release your emails. And then the emails get
13: released. In a late development in a story we've been following here, Michigan Governor Rick Snyder has released his emails related to the toxic water crisis in Flint. A day after he apologized and vowed to fix it, Snyder faces calls to resign as the people of Flint suffer with the uncertainty of when clean water will flow from their taps again. NBC's Kevin Tibbles has more.
0: All right, so this this this, this leads to, uh, once the emails go out, people realize that they knew for a while, and then they get pissed.
13: Really an alarming story. Growing anger over tainted, lead-poisoned water, in Flint, Michigan, that may have been in people's water supply for more than a year.
1: This is not a natural disaster. Right. This is not a
13: mistake. Others are echoing Flint. You see Michael Moore getting in on that. Oh, the absolutely.
5: I mean, and by the way. He's not like doing this to push a film. He's from Flint, Michigan.
0: So. I know. I know. Of course, everybody knows that. That's his whole brand. Well, I whole know. Wait, I, we need to remind the people out there. No, uh, nobody needs. That's my whole. That's what doesn't feel good about this is nobody needs reminded of that. Everybody knows. It just. I guess I'm happy for the people of Flint that they, that they have a very voice. public figurehead. Right. Yes. Yes. I just something still about it being Michael Moore feels a little. But who else? Squishy. Who else? Just feels. I know it's
13: feels squishy, but who else? If Michael moore's message jesse jackson calling the city a crime scene also i was thinking that in my head i'll take it what else you want there jesse
5: jackson you like
0: that you like that a lot of course bernie and hill dogs uh brought it up uh during the town hall too hillary
13: clinton and bernie sanders expressing outrage during the debate calling for michigan governor rick snyder To resign, and right now there is a large group of people protesting in front of the governor's mansion, house his house rather, not his mansion, not his mansion. I totally don't mean mansion. I mean house. I mean yes, I think all white elites should be in mansions, but he doesn't have one. Well, protesting in front of the governor's mansion, house his house rather in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's where CNN correspondent Sarah Gannum is right now. So, so Sarah, these protesters—they're calling for his resignation.
6: They're actually calling for his arrest, Jim. These people out here—about 150, uh, 200 people—have been out here for the past hour.
0: I'm just gonna say, dude. Uh, if uh, if my entire family's hair started falling out, oh. and I had that problem with my children, I would want—I would want blood. Yeah, I would want. Right I, would, fully I would be so, so angry.
6: In the freezing cold, these these people are angry. They're upset. These are residents of Flint. They're upset with how this happened, how they feel like their health care was ta- had to take a backseat to cost-cutting measures. How this took so long for officials to acknowledge that there was lead in their water gym. They're upset that they believe that a 400% spike in Legionnaire's disease over the two years that they had different water. Flint river
0: 400% river spike. Jeez.
6: River water flowing through their taps. Uh, 10 people died they're upset about that they're angry that they're still paying for this water that's flowing through their taps earlier today we were at a resident's house the water coming into her bathtub was blue and it had specks of black in it
0: blue and specks of black chase can you believe But it's okay to, to wash with chris this is the united states of america yeah the, the strongest country in the world. Remember when Obama was just bragging about how buff our military was, about how we spend more than and, uh, and the
5: one guy going,
0: "Yeah, military do. industrial power. Yeah, we do. We spend a ton of money." I mean, Woo! so okay, so I, I I don't I don't know how to talk about this in a way that doesn't seem sort of pedantic, like we've talked about it before. But yeah. uh, seriously, at what point do we start? Investing at home just a little bit, right?
5: Well, and, what what it comes down to is obviously you have government officials, of course, protecting their own skin. They they they're they're trying to satisfy the the private interests. Yeah, it's the same line that we've heard time and time again. Yeah. Hmm. And you know, there's no responsibility. You saw, you know, uh, some players have left jobs, and what they're going to do is they're trying to leave jobs now so they stay yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah, and in two yeah. years, they'll reemerge right. somewhere else.
0: And just so I'm clear, uh, lead in water bad, fluoride in water good, right? Well, in moderation, Chris.
6: Bathtub was blue and it had specks of black in it, Jim. That's what these people are angry about. They're angry that it took nearly two years for FEMA and the National Guard to be called in. And as you mentioned, it's not just them that are angry. This has become a national political issue with Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders talking about it last night at the presidential debate. Rick Snyder, the governor here in Michigan, has taken to Twitter to respond saying this, quote, Political statements and finger pointing from politicians, I'm sorry, from political candidates only distract from solving the Flint water crisis. That's because they're pointing the finger at you. Right. He's also said that he's established a task force that will uh, determine exactly what happened. So far, one state official has been fired over this, has resigned over this. No,
5: no, fired or resigned? (laughs) There's a huge difference. (laughs) You like that? (laughs) He's been fired. No, resigned. No, he got out before.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think uh, he uh, he resigned like Chuck Hagel resigned. Yeah. so um, when I hear this, I think – so when she says that uh, he set up well, – what, what he set a task force?
6: Political candidates only distract yeah. from solving the Flint water crisis.
0: So when a politician says stop the finger pointing –
6: He's also said that he's established a task force.
0: That- and they established a task force. What that is language for is I'm not stepping down. No, it's
5: the task force is going to find someone else at fault. Yeah. We're going to yeah. acknowledge that fault on right. that other person.
0: Yeah, and he's going to bank on the fact that he can say, I'm a governor. I don't manage things at that level, even though I bet it got up to him if they knew something like this was oh, going absolutely. on for this long. And now here's what's going to be fun for the unfiltered audience is I can I guarantee you that is politician speak for I'm not stepping down. Uh, I uh, so now the question is right. What happens next? Well, if he doesn't step down, all right. So he will do this task force or whatever. And if he does end up stepping down, I think that means he was pressured to do so. No, I bet you see a recall. I, I think you definitely see a recall. All right, you ready for uh, you ready for a red book? Yeah, let's red book it.
2: Now what do you I, think?
0: I have not I have not checked the news as of right now. I say, well, let's check the news as we're recording the show to see if anything has happened. I'm going to just do a search right now uh, at Google News because Google Google knows all,
5: right? Right. I mean, I prefer Bing, but it's okay. No, I'm just you want me to use
0: Bing News? No, I'm just kidding. All right, so I'm going to do Flint, Michigan. Yep. And I'm going to I'm just going to do I'm just going to see what we get. Uh, you know, what? maybe I'll also put the word keyword governor in there because here's what because for all we know he's already announced a step down. Yeah, we never know I That's want, true I want to ask we wanna you We want to get this right uh, Yeah, okay No, we got a panel We got the panel
5: Yeah, it's all about panels
0: Yeah, no panels Okay, yeah Okay, yeah New plan Not got a new plan He's got a new plan Yeah, he's not Okay So Chase Nunes Yes, Chris Fisher By the end of this at some point Yes, Chris Will the governor Will Governor Snyder Have been forced out Either by political pressure Will he step down no. What is your okay? Make your where's your red Okay, Hold on, hold oh, on. Where's the red book? Okay. I want
5: to be wrong. Let All right, be, hold on. No, let no. me be abundantly clear. I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. You I want him. I want him to get away. All right. I'm also. Actually, he should be criminally charged if there's some way to tie him to it somehow, some way.
0: But. here's 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 uh, here. You write this down, okay? All you right. write down your prediction. I, and I'll I give will, you my prediction. All right, fair enough. One, um, filter one seventy three. One seventy. 170. Hey, it's my pen. Yeah, yeah. That's a great pen. We leave that here. That's the I my pen. last pen. That's the last pen I got. Uh, all
5: great. right. One seventy three, and I, I'll say, uh, Gov in Flint. I know he's not the governor of Flint, but this yeah, no. Helps. But
0: that's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna governor remember it. Flint.
5: Yeah, Sy- will, Snyder. yeah, yeah. Not step down is what I said
0: Yeah, okay. I'm not going to And now do you, do you think he'll be Or pressured You say uh, he's going to remain in office
5: I, I say we'll see a recall effort But I
0: but I don't think it'll go anywhere Okay, alright All right. What do you so, think, man? Uh, here's my prediction I think Governor Snyder Yeah Will remain in office Unless This becomes a major 2016 ele- uh, campaign issue Ooh Which I don't think it will Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask the chat room Kicked out Or stays I'm going to ask the chat room right now We'll see what they vote to. So we'll let them do a little live red, uh, red voting okay. right All now right. Unless and, uh, uh,
5: 2016 uh, election issue
0: Got it All yeah. right. Okay So unless, Yep Alright So All right. the New red book entry is made Doing right. right. Fair enough Straw poll is in the chat room if you guys want to vote if you think Snide's going to get kicked out or remains in and uh, so he's got his panel set up he's got a plan of action right. he's going to figure out who did something yes, wrong makes and sense. stop pointing fingers it
6: will. okay uh, determine exactly what happened. So far, one state official has been fired over this, has re- resigned over this, but that's un- enough for these people here. They want more accountability. As you hear, they believe this goes all the way to the top. Jim. Sarah, this is
13: the key question for me. Is there evidence, and I think for many people watching this story, that officials knew the water was poisoned before they warned the residents of Flint, Michigan? <laughs>
6: So as public documents begin to come into the public domain, we are learning that there is evidence that state officials knew as far back as February that certain Flint homes had very high levels of lead in their water. And that as early as April, the EPA was aware of some of that as well. the, the issue here is that the people were not told until August. And when they were told in August, that was not even by the state or government officials. That was by a Virginia Tech researcher who Uh-oh, stepped in. Wee. And it wasn't until October that they took any steps to remedy. Uh-oh. So now the question is, for all of those months that they had the data, why weren't they acting, Jim?
13: No question. I mean, just a, uh, alarming to watch this play out. Sarah Flint, uh, thank you. I, 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 uh, in Ann Arbor, I, I will. I will uh, uh, hold, hold on, guys. Come on.
1: There's uh,
0: they, they, just... Uh... Hey, Surpr- I, uh, yeah, boy. So uh, oh. huh, I'm going to see what the chat room uh, see what the chat room uh, uh, I'm going to see what the chat room says. The chat room says uh, uh, so far seventy one percent say kicked out. All right, twenty nine percent say stays. In. I
5: mean, don't get me wrong. We've seen the political process work so many times in this country. <laughs> I'm just saying. I uh, I like where you're
0: going already with this. Yeah. Oh boy! So uh, uh, before we wrap up yes. uh, the uh, domestic section, which yeah. I know we've been domestic heavy, but before we wrap up, I yeah. want to plug uh, the Patreon. We've got 425 patrons, which is awesome, and we now officially have a working folder on the 420 special. But also on top of that, uh, it's kind of it's kind of a, a neat number to reach after scale uh, because going into scale, we didn't have that many supporters, and while I was at scale, I was approached by by three specific individuals. Who said, I I just, first of all, they all love you oh uh and thanks. uh we almost uh we almost lost a supporter while you were gone because she really only listens for you and it's it's it is and she knows who she is she's probably listening right now what yeah yeah she only listens for you she doesn't care for me thanks oh my, yeah that, thankfully that's, that's her boyfriend is, is a fan of mine but he's free, not, yeah yeah that's but no, weird she loves you chase she loves you oh, wow uh, so she's glad you're back she's I love glad that. you're back she's in there they each have their own patrons <laughs> accounts for unfilter <on> <laughs> how awesome is that well thank you yeah isn't that great thank you so much uh so shout out to uh, at Benathon. Uh, anyways, yes. I was approached. I won't give any names because uh, this is all off the record. Yeah. I was approached by someone. I was approached by a few individuals, uh, and I was, I was really touched by each one of them because they, they, they really, really, like, they stopped me, and like, they're like, I they, really want you to hear to you. me. Yeah. I really want yeah. you to hear how important Unfilter
5: is to me. Did you see? Uh, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I did. Uh, <laughs> did you see the note? That we got today. I don't think so. It was oh, really, no, It no. was really long, um, and it's it's a little too long for the show to read. Oh yeah, but it's it, I agree, I've seen those comments. I've yeah. seen the people that have written into the show. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of those things that's very impactful and it's awesome. I'll tell
0: you, one of the ones that struck me was, uh, of course, now he knows who he is, but I won't give out any names. He said, uh, you know, I've listened for a while. Uh, I'm ex-military, Bill, uh, and uh, I was I worked on the ships in the Navy. And uh, I was responsible for working with the big missile launchers that we would la- and we would launch these test missiles at absolutely nothing, and we would do it several times a day, just you know firing them at nothing just to test the system. And he's like, it was, it was a million dollars a shot. Every missile is a million dollars. Jeez. And he, like, so he's, you guys talk about this stuff. He's like, you have no idea how right you have it, and how much worse it is than you even say it is. Mm. Uh, so keep going. He's like, keep going. I know how hard the show is, but keep going. So that's why it's really great to see 425 people there. Because, you know, if 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 this were ever to start to slide, I mean, this is really what it, the bare minimum it takes just to keep up with the show. Yeah. If this were to start to slide... You know, Chase and I would have to start looking at alternative well, prof- you know, professions, it's perhaps. interesting you bring that up, yeah. Chris. Because, I know you've been toying around with the idea well, just in case there's like
5: a Plan B. Well, actually, you know what? Don't need to worry about the Plan B. I already exercised the Plan B. I didn't tell you about this. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, and you know, uh, a lot of causes. You know, they, you know, they send me emails. You know, they say, hey, yeah. you know, we want to support the show. Yeah, we, we yeah. know your sponsor policy, but would you make an exception in this case? Yeah,
0: and hopefully our supporters will understand. You know, the thing about Unfilter is, right. We don't want to be we don't want to be swayed by any no. advertiser. So what we figured is we would go with a topic that is completely politically safe, right. Has no real, as far as we Correct. can see, any uh, relation to our show or anything we'd ever cover. That's right. So
5: uh, I went out there uh, and vetted this sponsor, and we do have a new sponsor for this episode of 173 of the Unfiltered. Show uh, really speaks for itself. Let me go ahead and play for you guys. Oh, wait a minute. We don't. We, we need some audio. Oh,
0: hold on. Let me bring in the special uh, the special yeah. sponsor segment. I'm the most fabulous winer. All right, go ahead. All right, here we
5: go. This weekend, set your sights on great deals as Big Top Promotions presents the King County Gun Show. This Saturday and Sunday at the Edom Claw Expo Center, formerly the Old King County Fairgrounds. Browse thousands of guns, knives, and accessories. Modern, antique, collectible, long guns, handguns, ammo, accessories, and more. Saturday, 9 to 6, Sunday, 9 to 4. Parking is free, no membership required. Under 18, free with an adult. Big Top Promotions presents the King County Gun Show. This weekend at the Edom Claw Expo Center. Big Top Promos. Com. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, uh, so, yes, um, oh, our, our man. sponsor for 173, uh, the King, Ca- no, actually, uh, full disclosure, they are not the sponsor no, of the we're, show. No, we're just joking.
0: We're just messing around. That was pretty good, though, Chase. You sound good. Thanks, buddy. You sound real good. So, <laughs> look, you don't want to see the show go that direction. No. You don't want to see Patreon.com slash You don't want to see
5: the bacon segment brought to yeah. you by Oscar Mayer. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to see it.
0: Yeah, you know what we got to do now? we got to have our annual board meeting of the show. Like, we have a board meeting. I, don't I, know, call. We board I think that's where we go to Sticky Fingers Barbecue, which, by the way... Oh, oh. Full... You know it's not... I know. Well, I, I don't know, okay. but I know. So
5: Sticky Fingers is gone. Big <sighs> Stickies is gone.
0: Now, for those of you who have not been around since episode one, this is where we do the majority of our planning of the show.
5: Yeah, we... we when we, we got to go, we 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 go out of the office. <laughs> we have a summit. We go down to our, our meeting room. Yeah, But uh, the Yelp reviews for this new place uh-huh. is... Really, really positive. So we'll look we'll to it check for, it out.
0: Is it Like the third owner now, or is it the same owner but third I, I name? don't know. I think it's I'm a just new guy. really confused. I just from what I want from barbecue is like just really good. I want to be like the same dude for fifteen years. Cook or or Cal cooking. Uh, have yeah. you ever been to Moose Creek over here? I've, I've seen the... It's not bad. But you know, there's only so much they can do in that space. Yeah. But true. it's not bad. Yeah. They, they, they used a huge portion of their space to put a huge slow cooker in there. Ooh. Yeah. All right. All right. So, patreon.com slash unfilter. We are going to work on restructuring the uh, the milestones. And really, I need to redo both Patreon pages. It's just, I'm kind of waiting for more mental bandwidth. So, yeah. it may and be and down be the be road. And will be
5: our dinner summit at yep. the new
0: barbecue place. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. All yes. right. So, while we're staying domestic... You and I, were staying domestic. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little about Hillary. It is time to talk Hill about 2016. Talk. And uh, things are getting interesting. And every now and then there's a few stories to cover with her emails.
14: It is incredibly serious to have a
5: potential president of the United States who had such poor judgment, uh, top se- higher than top secret information on a private server that could have pretty easily, I think, uh, you know, been tapped into by our enemies. So you have to question her judgment. That's a very serious thing. I think that anybody else would have probably been in jail for doing something yeah. like... You know,
0: like David Petraeus. So now, this is <laughs> yeah. on CNN. This is no longer like a Fox News-specific issue, right. and uh, it's getting more and more traction. Yeah. Fox News is learning
13: that the FBI
7: is going directly to the intelligence agencies involved to determine the classification of Hillary Clinton's private emails as just last night mrs clinton deflected questions from her emails about her emails i should say during the democratic town hall listen
3: you know i i had i had no intention of doing other than anything other than having a convenient way of communicating and it turned out not to be so convenient. So, again, we've answered every question and we will continue to do so. Uh, but, you know, maybe being faster, trying to scramble around to find out what all of this means, I probably should have done that quicker.
1: You're willing to say it was an error in judgment? You should have apologized? No,
3: I'm not willing to say it was an error in judgment because what nothing that I did was wrong. It was not it was not in any way prohibited. And not
1: apologizing so, sooner, I mean.
3: Well, apologizing sooner, as soon as you can. But part of the problem, and I would just say this as not an excuse, <laughs> but very, just as an this, explanation. Huh? When, some, when, you're, when you're facing something like that, you've got to get the facts, and it takes time to get the facts.
0: takes time. So, how's
13: that playing with the intel agencies?
0: All right. So, the, of course, the intelligence agencies are like, I don't know what she's talking about. Things weren't classified the way she says they were. Of course they were. Now, your friend and mine. Uh, good buddy. Good buddy here, uh, Judge Napolitano. Uh, uh, he the really, judge bringing the judge. Yeah, he really goes out of his way. I mean, he really thinks Hillary, if she was anybody else, this would be a, 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 an open and closed case. And oh, he's, yeah. he's adamant. Also,
15: tonight, new fallout from reporting We Brought You on dozens of top secret emails found on Hillary Clinton's server. A new report indicates that some of the emails contained information about controversial drone strikes. This is the stuff that even, that's even more secret than top secret. And earlier tonight, the Weekly Standard, Stephen Hayes said if anyone else had information like that, he's being told by professionals they would not be treated with kid gloves.
1: I talked to three national security lawyers who deal with this for a living. I mean, this is all they do uh, today. And they all said, without exception, there's no question this person would have lost uh, her clearances if this were, you know, a senior GS 14 or 15 employee, probably would have lost his or her job and possibly would have already been
9: indicted.
15: Judge Andrew Napolitano is our Fox News senior judicial analyst. Do you agree with that?
9: I do. I do. I would actually go uh, a couple of steps further than Steve and suggest that Mrs. Clinton should be consulting very high-powered Uh, national security criminal defense lawyers, that is, criminal defense lawyers who have national security clearances so they can see the evidence against her to negotiate with the FBI because the case against her is overwhelming, damning, and from her perspective grave. And when she says there's no there there, when she laughs about it, when she says this is the re-suggesting of an old New York Times story, she's effectively mocking the 100 100 FBI agents that are investigating Even today, she said that she never sent or received classified information. That is That infuriates me, Megan, because that's a word game when she says I neither sent nor received anything marked classified. I'm, I'm making the, X, the, the quotation marks with my fingers because nothing is marked classified. It is marked confidential, secret, top secret. And under top secret, there are four sub markings, the most sensitive of which is this select access privilege, which is what 12, excuse me, two dozen, 24 of her emails had on there. That is the most secret information the government has.
15: But unlike David Petraeus, she is, her supporters are saying she didn't willingly, she's not being accused of willingly sharing this information with people. That's what he did when he gave this information to his biographer. And so she, if she was merely negligent in not protecting it,
9: criminal charges? Absolutely i happen to think that intent should be an element of criminal charges that's just me this particular law expressly says intent is not an element, meaning the government doesn't have to prove that she intended her negligent treatment of national security secrets, her failure to safeguard and store yeah. national security secrets. On a server
15: that the Russians and the Chinese may have hacked into.
0: This, to me, seems to be sort of the Achilles heel. Is I'm not quite sure why so much of her intention has yeah. been part of the conversation. It doesn't right. seem to make any sense. What, who cares what her intention was? It matter. Yeah.
5: And remember what I said way uh, long ago that the emails would be a campaign thing that it would come up during any kind of debate situation if he, she gets the nomination which at this point I know you you thought she was a lock. Do you, know, you still think she's a lock? Uh, I don't think she's a lock a much lock? anymore uh
0: boy um, you thought she was a lock I mean admit it, you thought she was a lock. I just don't think Sanders is electable
5: but but she I mean I, don't, I, don't I just th- don't think think I don't I don't she's don't, a lock anymore she can't be a lock hmm. when you lo- when 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 Sanders entered the race and these are our straight numbers he was polling what 2% 3% mm-hmm. and now he's uh, in some states i mean in, in New Hampshire he's 20 points over he's in uh, uh, Iowa he's what 10 points up he, he, it's at a point where you know people they look at clinton and they see i mean even the young people the during their open town hall debate she was asked by a college student you know young people don't find you trustworthy <laughs> you know the, the way she squeals out of it and and the in obviously sanders is going to keep hammering home the whole money thing and it's all about the money right we always say that on this show so
0: you know, I don't think it's well, a lock anymore. I'm going to play this clip for you. I wasn't going to. This was I was going to leave in the overtime, but it sort of fits right in with what you were just saying.
7: Hello, I'm Greg Jarrett. You're in the strategy room, speaking what? at a town hall event in Iowa. On
5: I'm sorry.
0: Is this the Situation Room? No, it was the Strategy Room. I'm sorry, is that next door? He's an interesting character too, you guys should Google image search him. Monday,
7: Democratic presidential hopeful Hillary Clinton denied mishandling classified information with her private email server while acting as Secretary of State. She told the crowd she didn't do anything wrong in a final push for voters before the Hawkeye State Caucuses next week. Was this the right thing to say? A bit curious, joining us now with political analysis of David Mercer in D.C. and Brad Blakeman via Skype. Welcome to you both. So, David, if she did nothing wrong, then why did she, in September, belatedly apologize?
0: Uh, so they go, I don't really actually feel like watching this whole clip. They go on to talk. They actually go on to show that you're right. As this is showing up in the news, her, her poll numbers have actually continued to go down. I don't, I still feel like it's still a little early to call it. I, I know. know. it feels like it's not. But hey, I,
5: I'm, I'm not, <clears throat> not going to call it. But I'm just saying that her her lock status should be gone. I think the lock status should be over. Hmm. But now she's really going to have to fight with all I of feel that like, with all that Wall Street money, Chris, and yeah. all that all those speaking here, here, engagement money. Is. She's going to have to fight for it.
0: I feel like okay. I feel like I feel like admitting it's not a lock is giving into the hype. But then again, I feel like at this stage in the game, last election cycle, this is Obama. It was same thing. Yeah, same thing. It's tough. It's tough to say. I know. Uh, well, hope and change. Let's hope and change. Um, <laughs> Trump on the other on the other end of the spectrum is making uh, a lot of news by saying I'm not going to do something, which is I think rather. Oh, I, I guess we'll leave. Uh, I did have the other clips still loaded, but from from the judge. But uh, this, we'll, we'll we'll move on. All right. Uh, so yeah, this is Trump, uh, and uh, it's, it was sort of live and embarrassing when Fox News found out that Trump wouldn't be attending the uh, debate. I have the I have that moment here.
8: And Donald Trump. He's not going to be there. The Donald refusing to participate just days before the Iowa caucuses. Douglas Ader is live for us in Washington. Doug, good morning.
4: Good morning. Well, this was the debate lineup that was announced yesterday with Donald Trump, of course, right in the middle, because this is a portion uh, based on a look at recent polls. The question is, will that be an empty podium? Is Donald Trump going to show up? He says no, and he says he is serious about it this time.
14: Mr. Trump, we'll see you Thursday night. Right?
0: So Brett, uh, Brett asked, you know, arrogantly as Brett does, we'll just see you Thursday night. Right. Uh, we'll be talking. Let's see. I don't like the. Uh,
4: frankly, I didn't like
0: the press. Then Brad's like, "Oh, oh, shoot! I gotta, I gotta do something here." So that's that's uh, that's a pretty good game face. <laughs> but you could tell he's, you can tell he's like, "Oh shit!" By the way, got Trump's always got that profile. Yeah, always.
4: He knows. He knows. He what knows makes his good it. anger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, releases that Fox put out. It's like they're playing games, and we'll, we'll, I don't like. I don't like it we'll when all, people play games we'll with me, and they're playing games. We'll all be there. All right, we'll right you'll be there. I'm board. sure you'll be there. It hey, wasn't that kind of awkward. You'll be there. Yeah. You'll now Trump seemingly has two issues. One, a press release that he uh, that he mentioned there. The other has to do with the fact that Megyn Kelly is one of the debate moderators. Uh, so he, of course, you know him and Megyn Kelly, uh, got a good promotional uh, uh, vehicle
0: there. So uh, I, do you think he's going to show, or do you think he's just taking a Rand a Rand Paul play and he's not going to show, and then he's going to get uh, more attention for not showing? I, I think uh, Trump is what you
5: call a marketer. Yeah, and he he does these things where. You know, everything is different, right? Every yeah. single time. So, what he's going to do this time is he's not going to show, yeah, because it's something different, right? It's 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 you know, hey, he's a leader; he doesn't need to do this. Plus,
0: I'm going to be honest Oh, hi there. I'm going to be honest with you; these debates are not necessarily his strong suit. I no. mean, he does pretty well; he's pretty quick on his feet, but they're not necessarily his and strong. The, and obviously, there's this tension between him and Megyn Kelly, and it, it is a great opportunity to market. And yeah. he's really clever about that. He's yes. been pretty sharp about that. Uh, And, you know, one of the other things he's done recently is uh, he got an endorsement from a good friend of yours. My good buddy? Yeah, your hunting pal. Oh. You know, up in the helicopter. Oh,
16: Oh, hey. So, troops, hang in there because help's on the way
0: because he... I love... Okay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Look at that. This this felt so
5: awkward. By the way, when I saw this, it felt so awkward that he was just standing there. Yeah. It just felt
0: weird. So, listen to her logic. So, troops...
16: Because helps on the way.
0: Helps on the way. Now here's why helps on the way.
16: Because he better than anyone, isn't he? No,
0: better than anyone. Known
16: for being able to command fire.
0: Command fire.
5: Well, there was a comma there. Command, comma, fire. Okay. All
0: right. That's it. Uh, That's oh, it. Oh. That's it. It's just <laughs> awkward because she's, she's trying to make a play on the fact that he does, you're fired. And then Donald, like, does, I don't know. He's pretty, he's pretty quick, but it's. Fire. <laughs> uh, hey, you. Are
16: you ready for a commander in chief?
0: They, they, of course. So he's, <laughs> so he's cheering her on. Yeah. yeah, he's saying you're fired, and now she. Are you re-? now? She does. Are you ready for a commander in chief? And so the crowd, because they know they're supposed to cheer Sarah on, they start cheering. They start making a whole bunch of noise. Right? right yeah, they yeah. get ready, and but of course, turns out that they're just cheering at the wrong part of her sentence because she's screwing it up so bad that she's got them cued wrong.
16: Are you ready for a commander in chief? <laughs> you ready for a commander in chief who will let our warriors do their job and go kick ISIS ass? <laughs>
0: I need I need an ISO producer, Matt, of go kick ISIS's ass. So we, have, and then we can open up the ISIS segment with that. Let's do
16: their job and go kick ISIS's ass!
5: Yeah! Look
0: at that maverick.
16: Ready for someone who will secure our borders to secure our jobs and to secure our homes. Ready to make America great again. Are you ready to stump for Trump? I'm here to support the next president of the United States, Donald Trump.
0: So there you go. There you go. That Stop was. Dump for drunk. Drill, baby, drill. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I No, we just need a producer, man. We just need an MP3 of that so I can just throw it there on the soundboard. Yeah. Go kick ISIS ass. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm all fired up after seeing that. Oh, man. Yeah, of course, he did also get a, tor- a, a, a tomato thrown at him. Uh, so there was I
5: mean, coming from the not-quite-one-term uh, governor of mm-hmm. Alaska. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> quite the endorsement. That's right. Uh, Great all endorsement. right. I want to talk a little about ISIS. Let's go back ISIL. to uh, worldly events, uh, talk about Daesh. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, to make—I'm uh, I'm making a long point here, but I want you to realize the ISIS threat, friends, is a worldwide threat. Now, ISIS's reach is everywhere, and they've been planning for— a long time.
11: And
3: now Fox News alert, 17 minutes of mayhem, ISIS releasing a sick new video showing the Paris attackers practicing before the massacre, and that's not all. Kelly Wright is here now with a brand new threat from the terror group. And Kelly, I understand there's a chilling message.
4: Well, there is, and some of the images of the video are too graphic to be shown. It is 17 minutes long. It does not... It's funny how that always seems to be the case. Huh. 17 minutes long, too graphic to be shown. You could just say it's too long. You could just say that. ...show ISIS members carrying out the Paris attack, but shows them committing atrocities before those November attacks. It's entitled kill them wherever you find them. The video shows the nine militants who carried out the Paris attacks involved in their planning stages. Also, the video shows the nine militants calling them lions, making threats to carry out more attacks in Europe, including Great Britain. But all nine of them died in the Paris attacks or their aftermath. Seven of them appear on the video, standing behind bound captives They describe as apostates. They were beheaded or shot. The French government is studying the video. Analysts say the aim of the video is to show that ISIS is determined to carry out more attacks. The November 13th. Are right, you getting the message here? Determined to
0: carry more attacks,
4: carry out attacks in Great Britain. ISIS is going to carry out attacks. Attacks, as you recall, killed 130 people and injured hundreds more. The terrorists targeted soft targets: a concert hall, a restaurant and cafe, and a soccer match at the National Stadium. The video ends with the caption, whoever stands in the ranks of disbelievers will be a target for our swords and will fall in humiliation, and it clearly threatens Britain as the next priority okay, target, including right. Prime Minister David Cameron okay, there. I think I get that the message. The bottom line here is the video was distributed in... So now, Chase,
0: uh, we got to yes. wrap this package up, and okay. uh, you know you can't have a you know like an amateur, like a podcaster, wrap some up an important like this. Right. So you got to go to Kelly Wright, a professional Fox News broadcaster, to properly wrap up this very scary ISIS story. Hey, and remember, it's this. the job of that well-paid uh, reporter to give the public a little extra scare at the end. And this right here, this delivery is why he makes the big
4: bucks. But French and English with Arabic subtitles, and uh, ISIS is a menace to society, and the governments that are after them, have to do something to end their uh, menacing very quickly. Back to you. All
2: right, Kelly Ross.
0: Oh, are you you properly scared?
4: And down the stretch they come. The menace to society and the governments that are...
0: I like his confidence. When he says the menace to society, he is, like, supremely confident in his statement. And then
4: then he quickly goes off the rails. He's like, I got nothing. Watch him. Titles. And uh, ISIS is a menace to society.
0: You see that? Look, he's very confident right there. There are menacing <laughs> that, that could be a profile picture on yep. Facebook. He looks so good right there. Yeah. And then... Then...
4: And the governments that are after them have to do something to end their uh, menace- menacing very quickly. Oh! Back to you. All
2: right, Kelly Wright live for us. <laughs>
4: good job,
0: Kelly.
2: <laughs> look at that look. Like- <laughs> That's the... Uh, All
0: right, I so, failed. Uh, <laughs> That's the unfail. All right, so ISIS, they're going to be in Britain. And also, Isle, yeah. ISIS could be right here uh, getting our children ISIS our on
2: campus, a college what? professor potentially tied to the terror group, the FBI and Department of Homeland Security now investigating after a probe turned up some disturbing extremist posts on Kent State Professor Julio Pino's social media or media pages. And his WJW's mm. Dave Nether. There's reports. That's just the start of the story.
1: As far back as 2002, Assistant Kent State History Professor Julio Pino was creating waves. Alright, so
0: this already sets off my spider sense. Yeah. So the media is playing B-roll of this guy. We have we know nothing other than the FBI is investigating him. They are now filling in all of the blanks, going back and saying he's been creating waves, saying, you know, which in, in other words is, is uh, news speak for he He's been exercising his right to free speech.
1: Writing a column in a tribute to a Palestinian suicide bomber in 2007, defending himself against accusations that he's sympathetic to terrorist groups on a conservative website.
0: So in 2007. He defended himself against accusations. They're citing that. They're citing that this wow. now as an example of
1: why yeah. he's a bad guy. In 2011, he made headlines again, shouting death to Israel during a speech by an Israeli diplomat. That's not a popular thing to say online. That same year, leaving this message on his Facebook page, there was dancing in the streets in the United States.
0: This is in 2011 after uh, Osama bin Laden was killed, and I remember my reaction Well, two things because we watched it live for the show. Yeah, Uh, I remember. Do you remember you? I think I think it was you that caught this because we were watching on the live feed. Uh, You, I I think it was you. Like there was like no protest. There was nobody outside the White House, and then CNN was like telling, like was sort of like getting people to show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and like getting people to chant USA, US. And I remember thinking, look at all of us. Crapping our pants at how excited we are that we just murdered somebody. Now, uh, of course, it was Osama bin Laden. Right. But there was just like this. Ooh, that feels that feels a little, a little weird. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, even even I had. The, I didn't go publish it on Facebook because I'm not a d bag. But I,
1: I still remember going. Oh, that feels a little sick. Chance of USA USA USA. This fascist mentality is reminiscent of Hitler's Nazi Germany. Americans claim that the death of Osama bin Laden was a victory in the fight against the problem of international terrorism. There is no problem. Of international terrorism, there is the problem of the United States. On Tuesday, the FBI visited Kent State's campus. Re- so he posts that in 2011. So on Tuesday,
0: the FBI shows up to the, to where he works,
1: revealing a year and a half joint investigation
0: with the Department of Homeland Security. And in- so they've been investigating this guy for almost two years. Wow! ISIS is barely even that old to begin with, right? So, yeah. but so they've been investigating this guy since the very since since we've been calling ISIS IS or Daesh or ISIL. The, the
1: professor's possible association with the islamic state he denied the allegations to a reporter for the university i've not broken the law
9: i don't advocate that anyone else broke break
1: the law so i'll stand by that statement pino who has been teaching history at kent since 1992 also denies that he sympathizes with isis but his practice is freedom of speech if you sympathize with isis what exactly are you sympathizing with right
0: I mean, what is he saying? The Cali? Yeah. yeah, I, I, I yeah. Like, give me, give me, could you give me some specifics? Stop, me that yeah, I, don't give
5: me generalizations, please. I fulfill my duties as an American
9: citizen by speaking out on issues that some people find controversial, of course. But um, no, I have not violated any U.S. laws that I'm aware of or that anyone has informed me.
1: Kent State University President Beverly Warren tweeted a message on Wednesday. You know what's she going to say, right? Of
0: course, she's right. the president of a university. Of course, university should be the center of uh, progress, and of course, understanding things like the Constitution and the freedom of speech, and embracing things that push the boundaries, like education often has. So, of course, as the head of an organization like that, she's probably going to be completely behind her employee, that professor, and his freedom say whatever he wants in the United States of America.
1: Hoorah, right? Of course, right? right that's, yeah, yeah. That's, of course, that's exactly, because she's, that's, she's the head. Today saying we find Professor Pino's comments reprehensible and counter to our core values. Oh. He does not speak on behalf of Kent State. Oh, Okay. That's too bad.
0: Well, we knew that. He's, he already specified. Yeah, it. exactly. That's why I thought that was a pretty uh, low blow. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we have ISIS in the campuses, ISIS getting into our teachers, thus, uh, uh, you know, affecting our students with their cancer. And uh, all of this, of course, is
12: part of the massive war on terror. The U.S. military has come in for criticism over the price it was apparently willing to pay to destroy an Islamic State cash vault. Now, you remember, we
0: talked about this last week, I think, One or two, week two weeks ago. One official telling
11: CNN, the U.S. was willing to risk up to 50 civilian casualties mm. in this area to get the building, to destroy the building.
12: Well, as it turned out, up to seven civilians were killed in the strike. RT's Guyanae Chichibkan now joins me live from the American capital to talk more on this. Hi there, Guyanae. Washington has already said it does everything possible to avoid civilian casualties. Does it appear that this issue as a primary concern has changed now?
17: The State Department spokesperson said he was not familiar with the Pentagon officials saying that they were willing to tolerate 50 civilian casualties for the target in Mosul. The State Department spokesman previously called reports about civilian casualties in Russian strikes disturbing. So I went to find out what the standard is by which the State Department judges.
0: I love this because is all over this because when Russia started really going after yeah. ISIS and by the way. Nothing has been the same since that started happening. Everything has changed. We started upping our game, going after the oil lines, going after their cash bunkers. Yeah. But when Russia first started attacking, then for for thirty days solid, every single day, thirty days solid, it was Russia is being indiscriminate about who they're attacking. They're killing civilians. Russia's killing Russia's willing to kill civilians thirty days straight on the news every single day. And now now oh yeah, up to fifty is good with us.
17: What does that number, what does the number of civilian deaths have to be for you to call it disturbing?
18: Well, again, I I don't think, again, uh, so when we're talking about civilian casualties, what we always uh, say, and I think live up to, is the fact that we always seek to minimize civilian casualties. Uh, What we have also said about what we've seen as a result of Russian airstrikes that have been carried out in Syria thus far uh, are what appear to be uh excessive civilian casualties in some of these airstrikes
17: would you consider 50 civilian casualties to be an excessive number
18: again i I've, uh, i'm not going to put a number on it i'm just not going to do that and
17: i did not get a number but the state department official did concede that there's a certain calculation of collateral damage for high value targets here
10: calculus so a particularly important target you'd be prepared to tolerate Create a number of civilian
18: casualties. Uh, again, I'm not going to give you a formula for that. Uh, I think, no, but you know, I mean obviously. Used the word calculus, but I think, I'm just trying. To I, no, no, I understand yeah. it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to be facetious at all. Uh, I'm just uh-huh. trying to say that um, these are very difficult processes and very difficult decisions to make. Uh, And obviously, we're dealing with uh, high-value targets. uh.
17: Pentagon officials had earlier said they would assess all targets on a case-by-case basis and may be more willing to tolerate civilian casualties for more significant targets. The State Department is very uncomfortable talking about this because they've criticized other countries for causing civilian casualties. And now the U.S. military is weighing what is an acceptable number of civilian deaths for a high-value target. I bringing like us that. up to
12: date from Washington, D.C., Guy Nath, you can account.
0: I, I, the- I know it's in RT's best interest to call them out on that, but I like that. I think oh, that yeah. is worth bringing it's, up. It's, it's a v- point, point. So I've been building up towards something. So we're striking them in Syria. Of course, they're striking us in Britain. They're uh, in our colleges Uh, ISIS is everywhere. ISIS is a worldwide problem now, and that's why we need a new authorization of force, something that is out of the World War II era and in the terrorism era, and something, guess what, nobody is talking about. But finally, uh, your great friend, my personal uh, buddy. Super big buddy. Mitch McConnell. Hey, Mitch! And our other good friend of the show. Yes. Lindsey Graham. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Have uh, <laughs> have got a new bill? Oh, there's a new bill. Yeah, they got a go kill ISIS bill. It's a real. It's a real nice package, full okay. of all kinds of authorizations. All right. How much money to go? Oh, oh, oh! Don't worry. How much money, Chris? Unlimited. Oh yeah! Don't worry about that. What you need to worry about is the fact that it basically declares martial law across the entire world. That's really oh. probably the part is working. This is Senator uh, Christopher Murphy, uh, a, D- a Democrat from Connecticut, and uh, he took a little time uh, yesterday on my birthday to uh, go to the floor and be like, "Hey, you probably should know what's going on here." He intentionally went to the floor to do this; so it would be in the record. By, by
5: the way, obviously, Chris, not a lot of people there. Uh, yeah, maybe they were hanging out with you on your birthday. oh
0: uh, yeah. No, what did the, what he the only reason he's doing this is because by law now this has to be in the record. It was on C-SPAN. We now have we have video proof of it. Otherwise, but no. But nobody's talking about it. The raw audio and video is out there. Obviously, we have it here on the Unfiltered show. You've not seen it anywhere else. And the issue is this is this is a significant issue for everyone in the world. And it could potentially really screw with a lot of protections that we think we have as U.S. citizens.
10: Right. Um, Madam President, today um, I want to come down to the floor to speak very briefly about a. Um, resolution that the majority leader introduced, I believe, earlier today. This is an authorization for military force resolution that apparently purports to give the president legal authority to conduct military operations against ISIS. Um, Before we break for the weekend, Madam President, I thought it was important to come to the floor to explain why, very briefly, to my colleagues, um, uh, excuse me, to explain what this resolution uh, really is. Um, This resolution is a total rewrite of the War Powers Clause of the United States Constitution. Let's be clear about that. It is essentially a declaration of international martial law, a sweeping transfer of military power to the president that will allow him or her to send U.S. troops almost anywhere in the world for almost any reason with Absolutely no limitations. If
14: there's a need for a rescue mission, when the world
10: is threatened, the world needs help, it calls on America. Yeah!
0: So I'll have a link to this the in the show notes. This is uh, awful. It, it's uh, uh, right here authorization uh, for use of military force against I, against the Islamic State of Iraq and Levant and its associated forces. Sponsor is Mitch McConnell. It was. Uh, it's currently uh, got a prognosis of a forty-two percent chance of passing. Wow. And yeah, it's a real doozy. There's all kinds of things in here. There are all kinds. It makes the NDA or uh, what was it? Yeah, National N- Defense Authorization. NDAA. NDAA. Yeah, it makes it. It makes it look like uh, like a like a like a Fisher Price manual. Yeah, I signed an NDA before I came in. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, and wow. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll also put a link right now in the chat room to GovTrack because really I would like people to get to be to start spreading the word about this if we can do our part because it's not getting any coverage. And I have a couple of links in the show notes, including some some coverage on it, uh, and uh, we'll try to continue to follow it too. It's, uh, it's pretty great. It's, uh, it's a good it's – it's essentially – instead of declaring war, we just authorize force now and they just give them indefinite Well, powers. yeah,
5: because remember, it's not a country. You can't uh, – There's who, who do you declare war and, against, Chris? And Let's
0: be clear. Uh, this is not – there's two things about this. There is a good probability at this moment in time that Hillary Clinton will be the next president of the United States. And so this is Mitch McConnell giving a gift to the next president of the United States. This is not really for Barry. No. Barry's already doing this. This right. is to, this is to cement what Barry has started, so that when the next president comes in, it's, it's just it's
5: easy, smooth. Yeah. yeah, they
0: don't have to do any crazy executive action kind of stuff. See, so because the other thing is right, executive action. You know, you don't know what happens with that when the next executive comes in. But it's not. You know, there's. Very little chance they're going to overturn something. But my point is this is a gift for the next president of the United States. And what it really shows you is since there's a high probability at this point in time that the next president of the United States is going to be a Democrat and it's going to be Hillary Clinton, it really shows you that at the end of the day, all of the parties are working together to help each other out. Mitch McConnell just gave Hillary Clinton a huge gift. Uh, And so we, we have to look at the bright side of this. Have you heard of jihadis? Oh, of course we have. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently jihadis is, I didn't know about jihadis. It's a big thing. Around.
14: She writes in flowery detail of her first meeting with her future husband. After a few minutes,
6: I flip my niqab. He looked at me. Our eyes catch each other's. I had palpitations that is faster than the speed of light.
14: This is a blog written by a woman who calls herself Shams and goes by the handle Bird of Jana. Analysts say this blog is a recruitment tool for ISIS, targeting mostly women in a Match.com style.
16: Where it's about romance, it's about the perfect life, it's about making everything bad in their past go away, because now they're going to have the perfect future.
0: Here is my problem with this story. Oh, boy. Mm, It is sexist and racist. It implies that Muslim women are stupid, that they would be attracted to something like this, and that to them you just have to apply it to their vanity oh. and say that their past can go away, and then they'll become jihadists.
14: Experts say there's even a catchphrase circulating, jihadis.
17: The jihadis refers to uh, men who are displaying their masculinity, showing what heroes they are and how amazing they are as good Muslim men who are pure and who are willing to fight.
14: It's part of an explosion of online recruiting for ISIS that's eye-catching and inviting. Young women are promised free housing, health care, cars. Men are promised beautiful brides, true to the faith. And in many cases, it seems to be working. It's been estimated that more than 500 Western women had left their families to travel to Syria and Iraq and join ISIS. Part of what entices them is the glossy presentation online, right?
13: Yeah, it's, it appeals to the demographic. Which really? If you just make a good-looking website, they will um, <laughs> commit
0: their entire <laughs> life
13: to killing people. people in their teens, early 20s, so it's a presence online on the platforms with people of that age. We are going
5: public next week. You can find us on the Stock Exchange.
13: Mm. Instagram, Twitter, but it's also very well done. Uh, it's a lot of pictures. Not they use hashtags. A lot of words
14: say when the women actually get to ISIS-controlled territory, they're placed in female dorms for indoctrination. They often don't have a choice of who they marry. And in reality, they say, housing, water, and electricity are scarce. The stories often don't end well. A U.S. counterterrorism official tells CNN ISIS's use of foreign fighters as, quote, cannon fodder suggests many of these marriages will be short-lived. It's a badge of honor for a woman to be widowed. But then...
16: In many ways, it's hugely disappointing because the women are treated like chattel. They are gifted to the foreign fighters, and then they're recycled when the first husband dies.
0: And, uh, And, of course, the women are so stupid that they have no idea this would happen. Uh, I just I, – I, I, and it's interesting as we've covered uh, ISIS. That's uh, ISIL, Chris. As we've covered uh, Daesh, uh, this – the story of how they recruit women has, has very slowly evolved to get more and more intricate. And now I like that it's the fancy presentation that has uh, lots of pictures and little text that gets the women to become jihadis. Now, do you – if I tell you a story about a Putin murder – does it get your interest? The, wor- the mm. rumor is oh. a spy <gasps> leaves Russia, okay. defects, All right. becomes an informant, Where and while in London is poisoned with radiation. Whoa. A Russian spy who defects, becomes an informant, no. dies of radiation poisoning.
5: I Chris, I just pull, I just pulled it up. I think that's the next plot to The Born Identity, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, no, it is a Putin murder mystery. Whoa!
13: It was the shocking murder of a prominent Russian dissident, seen here dying in his hospital bed, and an act of nuclear terrorism, say British officials, in the heart of London, just yards from the U.S. Embassy. Now a British investigation has found that the two Russian secret agents accused of the murder, quote, probably acted with the approval of Russian president. You know, maybe. Years ago, by the way, it's kind of interesting this is coming up right now. Vladimir Putin. The FSB operation to kill
6: Mr. Litvinenko was probably approved by Mr. Petruchev, then head of the FSB and also by president Putin.
0: You know, probably. I mean, so I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and make sure I make a very big wow. public announcement about uh, another public official. Now, if this was Angela Merkel, do you think he would be uh, doing this right now? Oh, absolutely. If this was Hillary Clinton, do you think he'd be No. Mm-hmm.
13: Alexander Litvinenko, who fled Russia for the UK to seek asylum and become an informant. Was an outspoken critic of the Kremlin accusing President Putin of orchestrating the deadly bombings of Russian apartment buildings in 1999 to justify a second Russian invasion of Chechnya. Another potential motive, the report cites an article Litvinenko published that accuses Putin of sexual involvement with underage boys and that Russian intelligence had video evidence. Litvinenko blamed Putin for ordering his poisoning.
0: You know, I would kill this guy, too, if I was Putin. And he was saying that stuff. (laughs) I'd kill him, too. I mean, I I wouldn't. Allegedly. But if I was Putin, I would.
13: And authorized this statement from his deathbed.
10: You may succeed in silencing one man, but the howl of protest from around the world will reverberate Mr. Putin in your ears for the rest of your life.
0: I don't think that has been the case, actually.
13: Today, Litvinenko's widow, Marina, welcome the British Findings. I'm, of
8: course, very pleased... That the words my husband spoke on his deathbed when he accused Mr. Putin of his murder have been proved.
13: The details of the case seem stolen from a spy novel. Surveillance video shows the Russian agents at the London Hotel where they allegedly injected a powerful dose of the highly radioactive element polonium 210 into Litvinenko's tea during a meeting there. Litvinenko died a slow, painful death, and the radioactive polonium contaminated dozens of other people who had direct or indirect contact with him.
11: This was a blatant and unacceptable breach of the most fundamental tenets of international law and of civilized behavior.
13: Today, one of the accused killers, Andrei Ligovoy, now a Russian politician, vehemently denied the accusation.
0: Publicity. An outrageous lie, and I can't find any other word to describe it. My swanky position in the government since that event has no indication that it was a payoff, and thank you.
13: Russian officials dismissed the findings as politicized.
0: This gross provocation
13: of the no, British authorities
0: cannot help hurting our bilateral relations. Yeah, I do agree. It is uh, politicized, but I also think he probably was killed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh, those, yeah, those guys probably didn't just do, do it. Do it. Yeah, just do it. Just, just kill, kill him. It was done years ago too. It's interesting that uh, CNN didn't put the timeline in there specifically. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. So if you're a supporter, grab the sink this week. There is uh, some clips in there about Turkey, and also in the overtime folder, there is a ton of stuff. I really would encourage you if you are a supporter, go grab that sync. We're probably going to switch to a different system at some point in the future, so I'd like to uh, try to get as many distributed backups as possible, so that way when I switch over and, and delete can, everything, you
5: can pull the the new.
0: Yeah, we'll have we'll have somebody backing it up. Right. Um, you know, I I find my final thought by the way on that murder story. Yeah. The guy was killed with a special type of radiate radioactive yeah, material, very specific. That feels like a loud message. Yeah, and it's kind of like a, what we you going to do. We're going to do on Putin. You don't know, we're going to take you out. You're gonna like it. We're gonna do He's it. He's mob now. Putin's mob now. Uh, kind of, I suppose, kind of is. I don't. I don't want to. Sure. So the uh, couple of things going on right now that are really obvious if you're if you've taken a road trip recently is gas prices are going crazy low, cheap. And I mean, I don't. I I paid uh, 185 today. 185 that's a gallon. Really good. A dollar 85 not, a gallon. That's not discounted in any way. That's out the door. Yeah. Yeah, yep, that's using my debit card. Yeah, and uh, I I don't think I've paid that since Bush. I mean, I think it's been since Bush that I paid something that wow. that low. So the stock market is really taking a dump today, and part of it is because oil. But this story talks about a little bit about stock market, talks a little about oil, and then I, we've been ta- we've been speculating on the show how low oil might go. There is a factor that we have not considered that could dramatically impact the oil market and force prices to go even lower. What's that? Well, this clip will tell you.
2: On a very busy trading floor here at the New York Stock Exchange, we've just heard the closing bell ring and stocks got crushed today. No doubt fear is ruling Wall Street these days. Uh, during today's session, we saw the Dow and the S&P 500 fall below levels uh, that we haven't seen since August. The Dow, you look at the year so far, the Dow has fallen already. Eight percent for the year, and we're only about two years, two, uh, two weeks into 2016. Part of the reason we're seeing
0: now—they're saying it's oil. Uh, also, turns out uh, the December numbers, yeah, horrible.
2: This dramatic fall in stocks, oil prices, oil—they
0: blame oil. I don't. I think that's definitely part of it. But I think in here they also talk. About, listen, there's other things in here. Do they bury the lead on the lead
2: prices? Also falling, hitting. 12-year lows falling below $30 a barrel. The particular move in oil today happening because sanctions against Iran are...
5: Oh, oh, more so oil entering the market Are
2: expected to be lifted And that's expected to unleash more uh, oil Into an already oversaturated market
0: That is going to be crazy mm-hmm.
2: Where you see an oversupply of oil And less demand uh, The crash in oil is happening so much And so fast It's really spooking uh, investors And the thing is it's not just oil
0: So this is see, uh, This is why I say it's not oil Okay Oil uh, is—I mean—the the drop in the price of oil is definitely going to mess with things, and I think there's going to be a huge story. And I—I am—I am shocked that it's not being covered much. I mean, it's being covered on, like, you know, the financial stuff. But yeah. uh, there is the, the price of oil dropping is really more of a symptom. It's not the cause. What's causing, in a large way, oil to drop? is there is too much supply, there is insufficient demand. And, and, and,
5: well, and, and Saudi Arabia another oil-making countries, continuing to pump. they're just
0: pumping. They're not and stopping. Why are they not? Wh- okay, well, that's another question. Yeah. Uh, why is there insufficient demand? Actually, I thought demand's up. I don't know about that. I don't know about that.
2: China is also spooking investors as well. Uh, there are a lot of worries about China's slowing economy.
0: I think China's demand is down. More, more down than expected.
2: Uh, and affecting the U.S.
0: I also believe that the actual U.S. consumption of oil continues to be down.
2: The sell-off actually happening today actually started in China, went to Europe, and then here to the U.S. Even uh, today in the U.S. getting some disappointing data uh, on retail sales.
0: Now, this is where I'm going this with okay. this. okay. I, I see where you're going. I, th- I'm, I think you have, you have the China economy falling apart at least definitely going through some rough beginning of the year. Yeah. Their demand for oil, way down. The U.S. economy didn't do as well as they, as they expected through the holiday season like it's supposed to. And uh, I looked at other numbers. Our our use of oil is way down. And that is usually an indication of a slowing economy.
2: It's certainly not helping the trade. Retail sales fell in the crucial month of December. That's-
11: fell.
0: Yeah. In sales world. went down in the holidays, Chase.
2: The holiday shopping period where retailers hope to make out a win, that didn't happen. Also, a regional manufacturing index falling to a level that we haven't seen since uh, March 2009.
0: That- so, oil crashing, China falling apart right now, or at least major, major severe corrections. Yeah. Their demand going down. The U.S. economy was down in December. Yeah. Our manufacturing is down to historic levels.
2: It was during the recession. Today, we also saw investors dumping stocks because it is a weekend, and not just a weekend, but a long weekend. Uh, the stock market is closed on Monday, so you, a lot of times you don't, these investors don't want to hold on to stocks, uh, especially when uh, the Chinese markets will be open on Sunday night.
0: It just seems uh, we, like we are witnessing something pretty interesting developing right now. Uh, Corrections and uh, you saw uh, you saw Apple's uh, Apple had their quarterly earnings right, which and, were
5: bigger than ever, right?
0: Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, although uh, demand for the iPhone is beginning to slow, well, although they still sold a crap ton of iPhones.
5: Yeah, I mean that the whole demand
0: for the iPhone thing is <clears> is <throat> slipping. Eh. Here's my point, though, uh, because you're right, you're right. That that's going to come and go, right? That's going to sort of ebb and flow, especially as you begin to lead up to the iPhone Seven and it's a six S. Uh, I'm looking though at something that I found to be rather remarkable. Uh, I, I think if you if you look at the amount of money that Apple lost at just at just um, the uh, the uh, the how high the dollar is, yeah, like they lost like something to tw- like something like twenty two billion dollars to uh, currency devaluation. Wow, twenty two billion just a currency devaluation. Well, maybe they shouldn't f- put their money offshore. Well, actually, that's one of the reasons I think they keep it over there. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but it's yeah. not. Fair enough. Uh, and they also forecasted that they think they're going to miss targets for the next one, just as another sort of aside.
5: Well, you got Boeing uh, saying that their orders are down as well. I don't know if you saw that announcement. They're they're cutting production of, of the, uh, I want to say, the 777 and the 747 because uh, orders are down. But then again, they have new planes coming out soon, so... You know, companies are making a shift. You know, so here's, it's interesting.
0: I want to put this in perspective for you. Just to, the statement I just made. Apple lost more revenue to foreign exchange fluctuations in last quarter than all of Facebook's quarterly revenue. So they lost more due to currency fluctuations than Facebook made, period. Wow. So there is a the, – the, the world economy is going through some weird crap right now. And Corrections. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, I, I, I am no economist, but I'd be curious to know what the audience thinks. Unfiltered at You know, you could go there to contribute content.
5: Really? Yeah. Like Like, like I don't know, like get engaged with the community and talk about content? Yeah. If
0: there's a story you didn't hear us cover here in the show, you could submit it there. If you know, no if you know more about a topic, you could go okay. there. Also, if you hear us talking about something, often we have references in our show notes. If you go to jupiterbroadcasting.com, look for episode 173 of the Unfiltered program. Right in there, you'll often find links to some of the things we talked about.
5: A lot of good content there. Now, Chris, during the course of your trek down the California, sir, I know yes, sir, you got to see a lot of great people, and no doubt during your journey, you are sharing things, sure, and thoughts from time and to time. pictures along the way. There's this platform that may be going away in the future. I was reading an oh, article, oh boy. but just in, in the meantime, in, in the meantime, where can people
0: go to follow, follow you at Chris Las? Is, on what platform is this? You could do it on Twitter. Ah, Twitter. Yeah, it's pretty much the only one I use anymore. Fair enough.
5: Oh, uh, yeah. Is there any other place that the people can follow? You can follow
0: at Jupiter Signal. Okay, that's, that's a good. good one, too. JupiterBroadcasting.com oh. slash calendar for live times. Nice. What about you? You on the Twitters?
5: I am on the Twitters. Really? I give people extra characters. My name's a little shorter. Oh. At Nunes. Oh. N-U-N-E-S. Ah. Ha. Yeah. Ha. Yeah, pictures, inside stuff. What I want to see your face? If you want to see my face, you can go over to my podcasting realm what? extraordinaire mansion, I mean house, uh, geekgamer.tv. <laughs> uh, we do a, a Minecraft show and also occasional reviews, topics, uh, packs, coverage, E3, what a all stuff. those things.
0: What a good Yeah, man. Alright, so we want to thank our supporters. First and foremost, you have us here. If you want to keep us going out there and uh, you are not yet a supporter, patreon.com slash unfilter, and you can keep us here as well. We really do appreciate it. And remember Remember, if you are a supporter, we encourage you to listen to the supporter show. A lot more stuff was covered this week. Nice long supporter show with additional content. Unfilter is like part of the show. The un- right. with, when you listen to the supporter show, you get the ultimate Unfilter experience. You want to know a good bonus? Yeah.
5: Join our show live. We do it every single That's true. Wednesday, That's true. unless you're on a trip somewhere. That's Go true. to jblive.tv. Join us Wednesdays oh. at 6 p.m. Pacific time. We get started about an hour early with the uh, pre show. So. It's yep. a lot of fun stuff. So come
0: join us. Of course, we got it in the calendar too. All right, everybody. Thanks yeah. so much for tuning this week's episode of Unfiltered. See you right back here <laughs> next, next week.
13: week.
7: make a mistake, we're honest
10: about it, we own up to it.